Welcome back, y'all, to episode 37 of Bitches Love Brunch. This is your co-host, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And we are, I don't know. Don't be childish. (laughs) I'm not going to be. um, Because I'm going to just let it keep rolling. Um, I don't think the word is excited nor anxious, but we are ready for I was gonna this say ready. topic <laughs> um, that y'all will hear about in a second, but I just want to prepare everybody that, uh, I mean, we're always very real, but I think today we already know, Kiana and I both know that, like, we putting foots on necks on this episode, just heels. to be clear. I'm wearing heels. Like, we digging them in. So, if y'all not ready for that, you might want to wait for episode 38 or or catch up on the other episodes because it's coming. That's very true. And it's going to be very uncensored um, because it has to be. It has to be. But before we get into all that, quick little recap of episode 36, which is, I said it on the show. Um, it was definitely in my top five favorite episodes and I have been getting so much feedback from other people that is just like their favorite episode so far as well. And so we got to have a conversation with our really good friend slash family, Marco, um, just kind of kicking off the new year and just really diving in and talking about what happened in 2018, how that's going to prepare us for 2019, what we're looking forward to. So I I thought it was a a really good episode. Kiana, what did you think? I love that episode. One, because it just felt so natural. Like, it felt like I was in Cleveland. And then I wasn't. So that was kind of made me salty. But other than that, it was just so fun. The energy was so good. And the content that we had, it was just gem dropping after gem dropping. Because I think we've all just... We're all in a process, not even just ha- like we're at an ending stage of it. Like we're all just growing so much individually, um, professionally, personally, um, just in so many different ways. It's, I think that that was just the perfect episode to start 2019. I might need to re-listen to that just to um, spark my flame again. Yeah, I have listened to it actually a couple times because, you know, I was going back for like sound bites. Yeah. Um, and so every time, like, I would find myself laughing. And it's not often that I actually listen to our episodes, like, it's in, t- in its entirety. Most of the time when I go back to listen, I'm listening for, like, sound quality, you know, all of those things. Even though it's after they drop. But, um, so we can make improvements for the next time. All right, we still <laughs> want to know. We still like to be in the know. Right. Um, but this time, I just, like, really enjoy listening to it and just being, like, yeah, Kiana, that was a good one. I'm going to have to tuck that away. Or Marco, I see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's like people really just got a snippet of how we are with our friends. Like, yeah, we talk about the kick it. Um, but this is what we, you know, this is what we look like on a day-to-day basis. It so. is. The level up is real. Like, um, I will say that. And it's not even just like in like a braggadocious way, but... Even, like, the unsaid things that our friends do and our cir- our close circle does, like, it's just intrinsic motivation to keep always going and trying and doing different things and keeping stuff fresh. It's just a, it's a solid group. It's a good group. Yeah. You got to keep your circle tight. Oh, girl. 
Mm. Anyway, I won't even go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that we don't do an hour long recap, <laughs> let's move on to um, passing the mimosa. Kiana, what are you drinking? Well, I got some wine in there. I don't have it with me right now. So on the break, I'll probably go in and grab a glass of wine. Um, I'll, okay. I'll keep you posted. What are you drinking? I'm drinking wine. Um, Ooh, what kind? I'm drinking Pinot. Pinot Noir. Okay, I was going to say, which one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, actually, I forgot to do this, checking in. Like, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> oh, girl. How you been since the last time we had an episode? Oh, it's been a, you know what? <laughs> There's okay. so many things. Maybe not. I've been good, though. I think, you know, today was a little bit of a rough day for me. Um, but I think, nonetheless, I'm okay. I just left a very intense workout. So that was that's always a good stress reliever for me you know like when I'm having a rough day especially um on the plantation uh I feel as though it is best that I am able to go and release that Mm -hmm. so yeah that's where I'm at it's it's a so-so day for me which is probably why people about to catch these hands yeah verbally but yeah well how are you doing I am good today was a bit of a um it was a good day overall. I had like one little thing that like, and it was really a little thing, but you know, those um, little things that make big things that really just irk you. I had yeah. one of those happen like early in the day. And so it just kind of, it kind of stuck with me a little bit. Like I had my moments of like, I let it go. Like, okay, Courtney, you got to move past this because you got to, you know, be productive, so on and so forth. Um, but then I would have to come back to it. So that's how I knew it wasn't like settled in my heart. (laughs) So I need to go back and address that. But I too actually had two very, um, important like self-care moments for me. I worked out as well. Well, I I did yoga Mm -hmm. Um, and we did a version of yoga that is about self-care. So it's a little bit more intentional, like slow, like a slower pace. Yeah. Um, it's called the, it's called yin, yin yoga. So that's a slow-paced self-care yoga. And then right after yoga, I went and did um, a cooking class, which was really awesome. And if you know me, you know I love to, like, I just enjoy cooking and just, like, kind of being in my zone in that. And so that was a little different because it was, like, with a group of people. So, like, when I like to cook, I like to kind of be by myself in my zone and, you know, doing all of that. But nonetheless, it was fun. Oh, bitch, I've been seeing you make um, bow tie pasta with your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) yes honey i really got it in this weekend i made um bowtie pasta and ravioli from scratch i made like the pasta dough but that's like that is my happy place like i don't think about anything sometimes i turn and turn on music sometimes i don't that's what self-care looks like for me sometimes when i just need to be at peace and not think about anything and so those were two big things that I needed to kind of close out the day. Yeah. Um, so that was perfect. And hopefully it will set the tone for the rest of the week, even though it is Tuesday and we almost, we at hump day. Right. So we about to be done. But you know what? I think I started this new thing this year too. Where I'm trying to be more mindful when I wake up. 
So mm-hmm. when my alarm goes off, like kind of trying to keep my, my phone a little bit of a distance away from me, if not, you know, in the living room and then waking up and doing like a temperature check, like, how are you feeling? And then today, like, that's my basis. Like, oh, this morning I woke up, you know, I feel pretty good about the day. And then when like shitty stuff happened, I'm just like, well, don't forget, you started off this morning on a high note. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. what do we have to do to get back there? And that's been really good for me because even though today was a bit of a, a doozy, I was just like, you know what? You started, this is, this is all circumstantial. You know what I'm saying? Like a circumstance right. happened and this is why you feel this way. But that's, that's really good though. That's awesome. Yeah. You're going to have to, um, I was going to say, you're going to have to make me some pasta when I come to Columbus, but you already know where I'm trying to go. So. Right. And you did amazing. No. I had to go by yourself. I know. So. I just knew it was coming. <laughs> I just knew. I just knew. I don't have time. It's all right. You'll it's come all right. with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, oh, we passed the mimosa. I was like, did I say what I was drinking? I did. Um. All right. <laughs> I'm moving kind of slow because I'm like, I don't even know if I'm ready for this conversation. But Girl, let's just ease just into it. Let's go into right it. Right in. And you're going to uh, share the good news. Yeah, I got the quote for y'all. So the quote is, And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women, why do we hate our women, by none other than Tupac Shakur. Hey, boo. Listen. (sighs) Oh. Okay. <laughs> Wait, before we even start, I was um, I was going through a Tupac moment last week. I was just listening to nothing but Tupac. And um, what was it? I think it was like a Jay-Z quote in one of his lyrics. And it was like, I don't know why you, why you acting like Tupac ain't have a nose ring too. And I'm like, people really oh, want to yeah. coin this nose ring thing. Like you doing something, y'all. Pac had a nose ring. But also like... I think that is, <laughs> my mother said this to me a long time ago, Dag, and I'm going to, like, butch it up. Um, but, like, trends always come back around. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Same reason why have, y'all wearing them white boots. Right. Like, I mean, I remember when I was younger, <laughs> I won't say when, but, like, when I was younger and, like, the wide leg jeans slash, slash bell bottoms came back around. Like, I love you know what I mean? bell bottoms. Like, none of this stuff is new. <laughs> none of this stuff is new. We are recreating um, and maybe revisioning. But, like, this stuff, like, piercings, they've been around. <laughs> they have. But I just, the thing is, like, he's such a thug with that nose ring. Like, and not thug is in the, you know, the white people way that they use thug. But right. Very <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very, like, like, very, like, ruggish. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with the nose like, ring, yeah. Ooh. Let me stop. And Make y'all crack me peace, up pie. because cause let somebody, let a let a man now wear a nose ring, y'all questioning his sexuality. <laughs> and it's like, But what? it's becoming so much more common, though. Like, a lot of men have nose rings. A lot of straight men Absolutely. have nose rings. Absolutely. Like... Chris Brown got two of them. But, you know, let's not not go there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you kick this one off because we didn't really decide. So, I'm going to let you flip the coin. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, which one do I actually want to start with? Um, And we're just going to go ahead and start with uh, protecting black women. Uh, Ooh. 
um, because both of them, like I, you know, I kind of flipped the coin in my head and was like, it could really go either way. Um, so we're going to start with protecting black women. Cause I know that that is, uh, the hot topic right now. And the lyrics from Tupac just resonated so well where it's just like Tupac been telling us, like, why are we disrespectful to our black women, the women that we are birthed from? You know what I mean? Um, and so, of course, this is on the heels of, but not solely um, around the topic of R. Kelly. Uh, but there's just this idea. The nastiest have... nigga on earth right now. <laughs> the nastiest. Um, but then also on the heels of, um, I'm sure everybody saw this because we have some very, I like to say aware listeners, woke tends to be so trendy. Um, but we have aware listeners. So I know you all have seen the incident with the, with the guy at McDonald's snatching up the young girl. Child. Um. Child. You saw the... The big 250-pound, six-foot man punching an 11-year-old girl in her face. I saw that one, too. Um, and it's just really, like, and for me, I'll speak for myself from this aspect. It is not even just disappointing or disturbing anymore. It is, it's, it's another level of exhausting. And I know we talk about exhaustion all the time as a black person or a person of color, but to have to be out in this world as a minority and a double minority and experience that exhaustion um, anyway, but then not know and not feel confident in in your brothers <laughs> that they will stand up and do right by you, like, that's a whole nother level because at the end of the day, anybody wants to know that they can come home. And to me, my brothers, my 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 black community, I feel like that should be home for me. That should be my, you know, my safe haven, my home base. And to know that in some situations, um, I'm not going to be protected, that's hurtful. That is so hurtful. And Especially so that's think- because there's always that caveat of... I mean, we ain't, we not, we not together. Like, nigga, we don't got to be together in order for you to be a brother to me. We don't have to be together in order for me to march for you. We don't have to be together in order for me to record the fact that somebody has pulled you over and I want to make sure you're okay. We don't have to be together to make sure that I stand up for you and cover for you in meetings. We don't have to be together for the simple fact that sometimes I even cover up for your infidelity. We don't have to be together for me to support you and your music while you disrespect me. We don't have to be together for none of that shit. And we give it so freely. And we give it so freely. So freely and so often. Um, unapologetically, like, and without second thought. Like, and continuously. Like, we do it time and time again. Even though... We're catch always catching the short end of the stick on it. But, you know, I had a conversation with some friends this past weekend, and it's always the group of friends I love to get around and have really um, in-depth and passionate conversations because it's always well-received and it's always respected. But we even went back to, like, you know, is this something that we are still paying for in terms of, you know, 
how our families were destructed during slavery and i and i get that and and i and i hear that and while i i understand our history however i'm to the point though where i just feel like i'm debating on whether to effortless effortlessly or freely give these things to black men as well because at some point we have to relearn and re-earn the respect of a woman and I think that that comes with the cost and y'all not willing to pay it and we have to start charging y'all for it because absolutely at the end of the day the whole slavery conversation about the black man, you know, being emasculated and, you know, ripped from his home and these things and that nature. I get that. But you got you also have to understand that even when that happened, we still held it down. Even when that happened, there was another part of that story. And that's the woman's, you know, perspective of how her family got torn apart and how she still well for her husband, even though she knew she would never see him again. That fight has been going on for way too long. And I feel way, way too strong about it to keep being like, but I got your back, bruh. But also we have to recognize the fact that we weren't the ones doing the emasculating, but we caught the brunt of... In, in the after effects of when that happened. So you, and I know that there's this video of um, Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin going around right now, but like we always catch that. We always catch the brunt of that. You might be emasculated by the man, quote unquote, society on the job, in the field, whatever it may be, in the boardroom, all of those things. And I get that you want to, and I'm, trust me, I'm not saying because I think, um, I don't know if you saw her post, uh, Demetria, um, I'm not by any means I saying that. I ain't telling you to lie to me, no. Right. <laughs> and, and, but I also understood what Nikki Giovanni was saying. At the end of the day, I don't necessarily always want to catch the brunt of your pain and your hurt and your anger. I want you to be able to express it. Absolutely. And I think in that place, when you come home is where you should be able to express it and address it, but not, but I shouldn't have to sacrifice myself for it. Like I should not have to endure any abuse for it. You know what I mean? That's completely different to me. Because, and I understood what Dimitri was saying, absolutely, like, we can't in one breath say, lie to me about this, and then in another breath say, you know, I want you to express your feelings, I want you to communicate. Those are mixed messages. But what I'm saying is, the abuse that comes from it, that that's that's what we can no longer tolerate to the point where we feel like black women are dispensable. That, I mean, that's really what it's coming to. And with the R. Kelly situation, and I don't want to make this solely about him because there are so many more situations out there. Like, with the R. Kelly situation, y'all are sitting here saying, y'all are finding, finding any excuse, any excuse for this black man. No, I don't want to see another black man go and justly go through the prison system. I don't want any of that. But R. Kelly did it. We have been talking about this for years. This is not new. Like, most of us have known at least since he peed on the girl. Like, I was going to say, I don't think that... You know, I think that people are really caping for R. Kelly in terms of his music. But I also think that people are honestly caping for themselves because I was watching a part of the Red Table Talk and what Jada Pinkett Smith said was so true is that in a way we were all 
complicit in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a way, we all overlooked it. In a way, we all ignored it. And even from me being a kid when he was married to Aaliyah, like, still knowing about the sex tape, and I was of age, there's just certain things, like, all of us cut off R. Kelly at some point, but at some point, you were still listening to him and had to make the cutoff. So Absolutely. It's I think that people are really wrestling, and they should be. I think that people... The way that they're expressing it, I don't agree with. But I think that people, everybody should be wrestling with the fact that they've known these things, that they consumed these things alongside him doing all of, all of, and they're not even allegations. We, we, we know what it is. Right. They, we, we, we sat alongside and almost like quietly didn't say anything. And it's kind of like we were bought. And so I think but, that in a way people are just like, I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to just cape for him because I know what I did was wrong. And if I got to admit to what I was, I did was wrong. Like people can't even say sorry about stepping on somebody's shoes, let alone apologizing absolutely. for sitting alongside watching little girls get raped countlessly and getting married and sold on a abortions and all types of stuff so i think people are really just having a hard time with themselves and that's exactly what i was gonna say because in order to admit that r kelly was wrong they would have to admit that they did something wrong as well and the struggle and it's not even admitting at this point i think it is even just acknowledging or not even acknowledging but questioning because when you're not ready to address something, when you're not ready to come to terms with something, because there's that first layer before you even get to admitting, you have to question it first. Like, have I always been the stand up guy? Did I, you know what I mean? Did I ever go too far? Did I ever push the boundaries? Did I ever um, sexually assault somebody? Um, did somebody take, you know, my advances, you know, were my advances too strong and out of pocket or inappropriate? And before, like, so in order to get to a point of admitting, you have to first question it. And people are not questioning themselves because they're not in a space to do that. And if they, like you said, if they admitted that R. Kelly did something wrong, they would have to question themselves and some of the actions that they have um, put upon black women and women in general um, at the end of the day. But I guess my frustration and layer that, the added layer that comes to it is just this idea that <laughs> who was it? I can't even remember, but it there's always some excuse. There's always some excuse. And if any woman were to walk in a room and say, I've been sexually assaulted, it would get, it would be questioned. And to me, that's the, that's the first part of protecting somebody is believing them. It's a true. That's very, very true. And I think the first part, not even just believing somebody, I think it starts with recognizing that they're a full person. Because I just think that a lot of men doesn't, a lot of men, I, I stand by this. They like the idea of a woman. They like what we can do in theory to serve them or look good standing next to them or, you know what I'm saying, or just having sex with us. But in terms of us being a full person, us having feelings, emotions, thoughts, um, different different perspectives. Yeah, just anything that makes me a human separate from me being attached to a man. And I don't believe that all men can't process the fact that women are full people. But I know a lot of them that struggle with that. And I know a lot of them that that can't do it or in one hand will contradict what they say and what 
how however they they're supposed to feel about women by their actions and we can even bring tupac back into this conversation because granted the song was wonderful and it's empowering but then after that we still bitches and hoes so right. <laughs> we still have we it's this double-edged sword and it's always like we don't know how y'all feel about us and that's that's just as a whole like where y'all stand y'all like us or y'all don't y'all respect us or y'all won't um it's like you want to be you want to be semi-woke and talk about how you know you want to empower the black people and this is specifically going towards tip t.i harris like how how are you being woke for the people but not standing up for women we start the culture but then you cheat on your wife how does that work and i can't I'm not willing to risk that when I'm not willing to risk that and wait to find, find that out. Like where you stand with me when it's an extreme situation. So if I get raped, like, and and, I'm, and if I'm not confident in where you stand now, I don't wait. I don't want to wait until I get raped to find out. You You know right. what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't, I don't want it to have to be that extreme situation because you are not all men and not all black men, but some are proving that even when those extreme situations happen, y'all still not standing for us. You you see what I'm saying? Off of a song, cause you uh, like a song. Exactly. Exactly. You know this. And, no, go right ahead. No, I was just going to say, and to your point earlier, just about, like, some men not being able to really see the woman as a whole being. I mean, (laughs) I've had men that, like, and men, like, platonic, not anybody that I'm trying to date or that's trying to date me, but I've been in conversation with men, and they get really riled up at the fact, like, if I say, I don't need you, but I want you. And they're like, I can't handle a woman like that. And but y'all are missing the y'all missing the boat. But that to but me, but don't that's make like, me pay for something you can't handle. Exactly. But to me, that is always my first sign because it's like you you're already missing my point. My and we have been in situations we have come to find out that we don't need a man. It is not inherent to our being in order to thrive and survive. Since slavery, it is not the ideal situation. And if we want to get biblical, that's not how it was meant to be. But I don't need a man. I absolutely want one, though. I want a partner. You see what I'm saying? And there's a difference. But some men's masculinity and their identity, they feel threatened when a comment like that is made. And that throws the whole game off. It throws because right from the beginning, they're like, I can't handle that. If she don't need me, then what am I doing here? And you're missing the point. Serving the role that you were here to do. Exactly. I do need a protector. I do need a partner. (laughs) I do need a, or I take, I'm sorry, I'm saying that incorrectly. I do want a protector because there are some things that I cannot handle on my own. Now, there are things that we have been through, not necessarily me personally, like raising a child, um, that you that you end up figuring out because you have to. But again, that is not the ideal situation. But if one comment like, I don't need a man, throws you off, like I already know where you stand. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and exit stage left. Yeah. But then on the, on the flip side, I am, I want to take this as an opportunity to just kind of like shout out my friend group. 
I have been so fortunate enough to be surrounded by men that I know without a doubt protect me. They stand for me. I've been in situations countless times, especially during uh, my college years, where there have been situations where I've been called a nigger, where I've been called a bitch, um, just out of sheer rejection. Like, (laughs) you know, somebody might have tried to approach me. I'm just like, no, thank you. Um, and there wasn't a time where one of my male friends, my black male friends did not come to my side and stand up for me. And so I have to, I have to, you know, like really put that out there because they do exist. But let me, cause I, you know, I have a crew of dudes that I hang out with. I call them my brothers and, and I love them dearly and they will always ride for me. They will, they will kill anybody for me. Literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I never have to doubt that, but some days I do have to check them about doing it for other women because I'm not the anomaly. You treat all women like this. I don't oh, care absolutely. how close I am to you. And I so agree. I think that there's this thing. I still think that it's still this limit for me and not speaking to your friends, but just dealing with my male friends too, is that I have to tell you how to treat another woman based on how you treat me because I'm closest to you. So you protect me. It's not right. enough to protect me. It's enough Protection to protect isn't her about and to protect her and protect her. This is your duty. This is your job. Yeah. Protection is not about proximity. Um, and you're absolutely right because there are some friends that I have that in that same token, and we can go back to that accountability conversation where they may stand for me, um, they may protect me, and matter of fact, they may protect other women, but they may not call their homeboy out when they're cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to cover all bases here. You do because it's, it's not enough at this point and where we are. It's not enough just for me to feel like, oh, great, you do it for me. I don't need it for me. I need it for everybody. And you can't pick and choose the situation either. I also think it's important for men to really understand, just in the same way that we push um, for white people to really understand what white privilege is, I think that all men should have a healthy understanding of what the patriarchy is. Um, and I don't think they do enough, especially black men. Cause a lot of black men don't necessarily feel like they benefit from it just because they're black men and they do. But, um, I wanted to share this text thread that I had oh, with yeah, a friend Jesus. of mine. And just to oh, let you know is. what, this is what everyday life looks like in case you aren't a woman or you are a woman, but have never experienced this just in case you are on the side of ignorance here. And I don't mean ignorance in a negative sense. I mean about the literal definition. Um, mm-hmm. We were having a conversation um, about R. Kelly and the documentaries that were going on. And so this is what he said. I'm cringing already. <laughs> I'll just give you guys a little bit. He said, all I'm going to say is it's going to be hard for him to go to jail. It isn't like Bill Cosby. R. Kelly is dead wrong for all of his shit, but he isn't the only guilty person for all of this to happen. And so, you know, I said, I don't think so. There are a lot of people that were accomplices in this. Um, He said that (laughs) he should go to jail for the little girl shit, but should he go to jail for the sex cult shit? I said, if any woman you care about is in a sex cult, do you think he should? He said, if it's not a little girl, no. I said, Mm. okay. 
He said, it's unfortunate, but they made that choice. There are consequences. And I said, I'm going to respectfully end this conversation. He said, I was waiting for that text. Why can't I have an opposite way of looking at it? And can we talk about it? I said, you can. He said, you want to respectfully jump back into this conversation? And I replied, but as a full person, as a woman, I told you I no longer wanted to engage in this conversation. As a man, you feel like we should continue despite how I feel, what I'm processing, mm-hmm. despite my experiences. But because I responded to this conversation with multiple replies, I made a choice, which is my fault. This is my consequence, right? literally just gave him back what he told me about these girls and then I put it in the context of you are going to pressure me into doing something I don't want to do it's something that simple when we say no we mean no no I don't want to have the conversation no I don't want to have sex with you no I don't want to give you my phone number and the and the comma behind the no is extra baby no is simply no when we say no, we mean no. And until y'all respect that, and until y'all stop forcing us to do shit that we don't want to do, and things that you think are based on your comfort, how we should still continue to go forth and things. Or what you think you are no. entitled to. Absolutely not. No. Because if a man told you, drop a dog, what, what you going to do? Drop it. But I said no. You're going to force me to have a conversation. Despite my process and despite my experiences and let me say to this and I'm not even trying to say it as though I'm a person who has I've never been raped and I thank God for that but still I have a lot of close people who have and processing that in terms of what they could have gone through that's still painful and it's not as painful as the people who actually got to fucking go through it and to add to that if R. Kelly came to a dude, if he came to one of y'all dudes off this shit, it'd be unacceptable. But you know what? They, I saw that today. I was looking at Crystal, Crystal's um, Instagram page, and it was like, had this been a little boy, y'all would have just said no because y'all homophobic. But because it's a black girl, y'all be like, I still need to listen to TP2.com. And then there are the conversations of she knew better. She was trying to be fast. She shouldn't have worn this. She's a kid. You knew better too, but yet you and still wanted to go play ball. You thought she was going to make it to the league. You knew better. And here's the thing. The 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 child thing is, 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 is one issue, okay? Rape, the rape culture, all of that, that doesn't, that goes across age. It doesn't yes. matter what, it doesn't not matter. And I thought this was going to be the episode that, um, that I started getting back to not cussing, but it doesn't matter what the fuck I wear. It doesn't matter what the fuck I do for a living. It doesn't matter what the fuck I initially say yes to. And if I change my mind, none of that matters. If I am violated, you're wrong. And it, and it is not up to you to determine my violation. No. It is not up to you to determine my boundaries. Nope. It is not up to you to determine um, how much I can withstand. It is not up to you to try to interpretate, interpret what I, what I original, what I meant. Like, oh, they be trying to play games. Like she said yes. And then she was saying no, but I know she really meant yes. And no. How you know no. what I really mean? I told you what no. I said. No. Th- this, No. It's none of that. 
It is absolutely none of that. And again, I just keep going back to the fact that people try to find every excuse, every excuse. And sometimes it is, it really is just that simple. It's just that cut and dry. I don't fuck with R. Kelly, period. Music deleted. I have no need because, and I don't, I don't even understand how y'all even still want to listen to the music knowing, knowing the meaning that it's about young girls. That disgusting. shit don't make y'all uncomfortable. It's disgusting. Y'all don't sit and listen to those lyrics and be like, damn, he was talking about a, a 14-year-old girl. That, that don't make y'all cringe? But can I tell you, um, this is a sidebar, but not really. I was at church. And I've been meaning to tell you this, too. I was at church. And they were talking about why women aren't getting married, which I always find very fascinating. Like, why don't y'all talk to the men about why they're not ready to marry a woman? But here we go. That's that's going to transition into our next conversation. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> but the guest pastor, child, the guest pastor got up and was like, and you know what? Because, you know, when the pictures feel like they can be raw and uncut, but then when you be mm-hmm. raw and uncut and then you come off as um, you fuck up. sexist. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, you got the wrong audience today. Because he you was like, um... What did he say? He was like, you know, the reason why y'all not getting married, and I'm just going to say it, is because of what she got on. I said, wait, 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 It doesn't matter if I decide to walk around in the new Adam and Eve it out. I deserve not to be touched. Tell him to control himself. I'm a woman. We all have the same, and the grin our body comes in different shapes, sizes, colors, whatever. But at the core, we're women. We have essential body parts that makes us women. You know that as a male, we we not over here tickling y'all nipples because y'all got y'all shirts off. We control ourselves. You gonna tell a woman in church it's because of what she got on that she not married. Shame you. Shame on you. But yet y'all the same niggas, and yes, niggas. Y'all the same niggas that be like, um, she don't do enough in the bedroom. She don't put on a little lingerie. She don't she don't spruce it up and get jazzy even when we go to dinner. Which one is it? They but y'all not gonna but y'all not gonna sit here and tell me, me as any woman, that I'm not getting married because of the way I dress in the pulpit. As if, again, and that goes back to the conversation of y'all making it seem like one sin is greater than the next. Like It ain't it ain't nothing in the Bible about what you should wear. Exactly. You should be modest, but what does that mean? We can't see what they wore. Like, come on. Let me just say this. So I, so I can't, I'm sorry, I can't wear what I can't show a little skin, but you can commit adultery. Fuck out of here. You catch the next bitch with that one. This ain't it. Go ahead, Kiana. I'm I, sorry. I just urge men, especially black men, that I just want to let y'all know that masculinity has been prescribed to y'all. And it, and I urge y'all to do the research yourselves and on an individual basis to figure out what being a man looks like to you. Because if being a man is based on the society, the societal standards, they want y'all to be a white man. That ain't who y'all are. Right. So you need to <laughs> figure. You need to figure out 
what your measuring stick is and what kind of black man do you want to be? And I understand that for our white listeners, you know, like y'all may be like, you know, how can you like you're a man and you're this first. We're black before we do anything. People understand they they see our skin. And so I'm going to urge you to sit to the side and think about this and <laughs> not say anything. But as a black man, think about what kind of black man you want to be. Think about the kind of black man your mama can be proud of that your grandma because y'all y'all niggas love y'all grannies. Um, the kind of <laughs> you talk about you talk about a black man grandma girl. They want to fight, but like think about the kind of man your grandma should have been with, or your great grandma, or your daughter, or your sister. Like it is time for y'all to stop thinking solely about yourselves and that the world revolves around a man, and the fact that they have brainwashed y'all to think that the the man that you should aspire to be is to be a white man. Y'all better than that. Exactly. You ain't never that. gonna be nothing but a black man. Y'all better than that. Hold the bar up high and march up to it. Y'all got it. So I'm telling you, black men who are struggling with their masculinity and how they feel about themselves and feeling like I'm conflicted in this, stand for something. Stand for something. Be bigger than this. Y'all got power running through y'all blood. Y'all better don't listen to what society tells you you should be. They lying to y'all. And y'all know this to be true because otherwise they would not spend so much time trying to shoot you down. Y'all get to pick I, and choose. Like, they picking and choosing, like, when it's comfortable for them to be black. Oh, but we can throw our women to the side like the white men. No. Be set no. apart. No. And, and, and once y'all figure that out, recognize that you don't have to have any of those things. Uh, a mama, a sister, an auntie, a daughter, none of those things to be a man. Now, uh, a woman has to birth you, absolutely. But to be a respectable man, like I like I hear what you're saying, Kiana, about like be that man that these people will be proud of you for being and hold up to that standard, hold up to the standard of what you were really born to be. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like, it does not have to be contingent upon that. Like, you need to be respectable. You need to be the king that you are regardless. And that's our point. And I feel like what your point was earlier, Kiana, about it's not about proximity. So you can't be a king to me because we're friends. You need to be a king regardless. Because that's what you are. And we say these things... <laughs> Let me speak for myself. I say these things because I do value and I do love the black man. Y'all hear us talk about this all the time. I don't want anything but a black man. And if nobody else is going to hold y'all accountable, I'm going to be here to do it. And I would want somebody to do the same for me. Like, don't cut me no slack. So I'm not about to start cutting y'all no slack. And I think that's where people are getting it mixed up with R. Kelly or any other black man, T.I., Fabulous, anybody that has some wrongdoing where, well, because he's black, we got to protect him. I'm going to protect him if he's wrongly accused of something. But But, if he's he's wrong, he's wrong. But that that is protection. You telling your brother and your sister that they're wrong so they can right their wrongs and live a healthy... That is protection. Y'all need to start redefining what y'all want as accountability and as friends and as people who love y'all. Somebody who was willingly let you operate and what's wrong does not love you. That's not love. 
does not, not love you, love. does not want the best for you, does not see fit that you can even reach the potential that you can. They don't even care enough to tell you to straighten your hat because they don't think that it look good on you anyway. Right. Come on now. That this 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 is love, and I'm gonna keep doing it as exhausting as it is. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and before we move on, because this this next segue or or section is is probably going to be pretty short, but I got a problem with black women not protecting black women either. Oh, I was just about to say. So, what about these aunties? Uh, Taraji P Henson got out of hand today. Erica Badu. Um, what's wrong with y'all? So I'm gonna say this: I don't have as much qualm with Erica Badu. Um, Taraji, I'm still like thinking about. I'm still processing it because it was new. I now I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Maybe you can refresh my memory. Um, I can't remember if Eric was like, "I'm not gonna stop listening to R. Kelly, so on and so forth." From my understanding and from what I know, Erica said. I love R. Kelly. I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I also don't know. I'm pretty sure, and I might have to go on our break. I might have to go look at her page and see what she said because I was looking at that. Um, I don't know if she came out and said anything like against the survivors or the women um, that he abused. And so I'm I I guess I just feel a little different about Erica in that situation. Now Taraji, which is so unfortunate. And I, and hear me when I say this, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm honestly saying I don't know. Um and I'm trying to understand their perspective before I place a judgment on it. Um now Taraji, what she did today on social media what I just thought was pointless, a little reckless, um, and it, it held no weight because <laughs> we don't need a mute Harvey Weinstein hashtag. I just, like, the, man, the man is going to court. He And my thing is, like, even, even if you are concerned about the silence that's going around Harvey Weinstein or, you know, the fact that we're not making as much noise. Taraji, your fan base is black. A lot right. of a lot of them are black. So that's going to be the things that you hear the most instead of Harvey Weinstein. And at the end of the day, our problems are our problems and their problems are their problems. And I hate for it to be that way because it's a human problem, but that's not how the world deals with us. <laughs> it's not. It's not how the world deals with us. So... We need to focus on our standards and what we hold our standards up to. I can't be worried about what white women do and what white men accept in their community. They accepted slavery. <laughs> okay. Divorce very, very, very low. Their families, they, <laughs> yes. they, they break bread with people who ride around with Confederate flags. The bar is low. I'm not worried about that. They have a different fight than what we have. So I'm not comparing and contrasting what white people do for them and theirs and what we do for ours because we just we're we're playing two different games right now. And to be fair and to speak frankly, our community is broken. We got a lot of work to do on our own. And I think that, you know, as, as radical as I think sometimes, I think we're capable of doing all of that all by ourselves, especially healing the things that we have to process because they don't care too. They haven't even apologized. Exactly. Right. So, 
Um, and I understand why some of you have. Um, it's not enough. Get your mamas, brothers, uncles, the people that um, you still have a dinner with, the people that you still decide to go to Lululemon with. Get them too. It's not enough just for you. It's not. It's not. The bar, your bar's too low. Reach higher. And on the topic of the aunties, I feel like this is a good segue. Like I said, this this is going to be this segment is going to be short, just because it's just an added layer to the overall conversation. But um, this goes back to this concept of raise your daughters, but love your sons where people focus so much on this attention, and we hear this all the time, boys are easier to raise. Um, Girls are more difficult to raise. Um, Where you, you feel like you have to go down this line or this list of what girls can and can't do, what they shouldn't and shouldn't do, um, and just this, this idea of like, you actually have to raise and form these young women, but we, we forget that we have to raise these boys too, and not just love them because in raising, in raising these women, we, we set a bar. We talk about accountability because we talk about that all the time. Okay. This is how you want to dress because you want to make sure you attract a certain type of person. Um, but we're not raising our boys. We're not saying this is how you treat a woman. And when I say we, I'm not saying everybody, generally speaking. There's just this idea that boys are easier to raise because you just don't have to do much with them. I (laughs) I never heard that. um, I don't agree with it, even though I don't got no kids. I mean, I've heard the saying of... um, what was the saying that you said? Right, raise your daughters, love your sons. Yeah, I've heard that, but I've never heard somebody say like it's easier to raise a boy than it is a girl. Really? No. I mean, I guess in terms of like, yeah, it's easier to get his haircut versus me do her hair, but I me personally, I just think I think it would be more difficult to raise a boy than a girl. I think that's because that's what we're seeing now because there's just so much to it. But I I hear that all the time. Like, I see people like, oh, I hope I'm having a boy. They're just easier to raise. Like, all the time. Where it's just like, you still have some things to check off the list (laughs) when 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 you're raising a young man and especially a young black man. Listen, because... I, I don't I don't know, but yeah, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. That's just really hard for me to understand. I and I agree. Like that's a hard concept to understand. That's because why would it be any different? <laughs> why would I it think be it would different? be more I think it would be more difficult to raise a girl because at the end of the day I have to stand up and be the kind of woman I want my daughter to be. And I think that's a lot more difficult to do with the boy. I think a boy you can just kind of almost like be yourself (laughs) as a mom in a way like you can just kind of be yourself and push whatever you want onto the boy but to be a a woman you got to model that and that means a lot of women got to change their lives but i i think that i think that's the point that in in that saying is that it's it's really not that simple 
because you do you do have to model some things for your son. Yeah, you do as well. You you have to, and and I feel like this is this is why we're at this point now in conversation of protecting our women because our boys are not understanding that no means no, because supposedly it's quote unquote easier to raise them. You see what I'm saying? Like you have to teach your sons no means no. You have to teach your sons that no matter how a woman is dressed, that does not get that does not mean you are entitled to her body. You have to teach your sons to open the door, walk on the right side of the street when you're walking with a woman, um, to stand up for a woman when you are in her presence if you see her get snatched up by a man. You you see like these things just like you have to have the conversation about driving while black, you have to have all of these conversations. And it gets missed. And and this is where we end up. I just... Because of that lack of accountability. I'm just wondering where does it get missed, especially with the large number of single-parent family homes and the woman being the parent who's in the house the majority of the time, the woman being the parent who's in the house. And also even going into schools where people are being educated and majority of your teachers are female. Mm-hmm. Where where is it where where is the ball really being dropped? There's so many places where it could be picked up. It's coming from that concept too of boys will be boys. Yeah. Now that's so, a killer. And 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 that that's a part of that. That's a part of that culture. Like you know, my mom she has two boys and and two girls. <laughs> and I think my sister even said this. You know, kind of tongue in cheek to her one time, like, okay, raise your daughters, love your sons, because it's something, you know, something that happened or whatever. My sister probably thought she went, my mother went a little light on something that, you know, my brothers did or whatever, but because we knew that we wouldn't have gotten that same reaction. Mm. Let me come in the house at zero o'clock in the morning at 17 years old. I'd have got snatched up. And I'm not saying that this was the case like with my mother. I think all of us would have gotten snatched up. But Yeah. But I mean it's it's that same notion. You know, when you find out your little girl's having sex, it's like, oh God, like I don't want her to be a hoe. I don't want her to have a large body count. You find out your son having a having sex. All right, champ. I see you. <laughs> you know what? No. It doesn't work like that. And that's when you get into the conversation of boys will be boys. That's just like the uh, the Gillette commercial. You know, men all up in arms about that. Oh, yeah. Why? Because y'all getting caught out? Because we just want y'all to be kind to people and be respectful. You mad. Right. Mm. Like what? That, um, oh, I had something I was going to say. That's so interesting. I forgot. It'll come back to me. It will. Oh, um, there was another thing okay. that I wanted to bring up. <laughs> Was, um, although we teach, although there's this notion that we don't, you know, raise our sons as much as we raise our women, I think that we do raise our women, but believe in the wrong things a lot of the time, especially even when you hear, I hate hearing this now, when, um, parents tell their little girls like, oh, that little boy hit you cause he likes you. Excuse me? He hit you. He hit you because he's disrespectful, and it stops <laughs> right. now. And that's the that he. You better hope that he don't turn into what I think he gonna turn into. You don't hit women. He don't like exactly. you. Exactly. He don't respect you. And so what you gonna do is tell him that he's going to. Not that he likes you. That makes no sense to me. 
But right, because now you're teaching your children that that's what like and love look like. Yeah. No. So there's a lot of things that we have conversations with our daughters about, and we can quote unquote call that raising them. But I think sometimes we give out false messaging to kids. Um, especially young girls and how the way that young boys are supposed to treat them starting at a very young, at a very young age. Like how about we stop that and nip it in the bud right now instead of telling you that he got a crush on you. Right. That's not what a crush looks like, sweetie. Cause y'all can't like, we need to be talking about, I say this all the time to any batch of my <laughs> quote unquote nieces, nephews, godchildren, use your words. That's not how we operate around here. We're going to have to communicate. Use your words. Talk to me about how you are feeling. If you are upset, we can have that conversation. And don't sit here and tell me that, and this is coming from somebody with no children, that, you know, kids don't understand that. They understand what you you are willing to put in front of them and teach them. But if you continue to let them express their feelings or express that they like a girl by punching them, mm -mm, won't be my daughter. I mean, well, we all know it ain't going to be my daughter, but... It's not gonna happen. Won't be Kiana's kid that she gonna babysit. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. So, but again, I think that's just where a lot of that stems from as well. It's just it's just this, I mean, we could talk about accountability all day, but that's where it goes back to. And I think a lot of it does have to do with some of the parenting. Um, and let's let's not let's not like exclude the fact that when things like this happen rape sexual assault disrespect um lack of protection like these aren't just one-sided things you know what i mean they are they have to be addressed from several points so it's it's not just as simple as having a conversation with one of your guy friends and being like, oh, protect me. Like, this is what you should do. This is what I'm looking for in a friend, so on and so forth. Like, you have to address this from several different points. You know what I mean? And it's not just the conversation that you need to have with girls. It's not just the conversation that you need to have with boys. Like, it's it's full circle. It's all-encompassing. And we didn't touch on this, but it kind of goes without saying, but also needs to be said a lot, is that not only can this happen to women, it happens to men as well. Um, Even in the documentary, when they talked about R. Kelly being um, raped and and molested as a kid and his brother, it was by their sister. Mm -hmm. Sister. Even when you think back to movies like Antoine Fisher, that was by a woman too. You know, and so men also need these safe spaces in order to talk about the things that they've been that they've been through and how they have been survivors in situations like this. Because I personally know a lot of men who've struggled with this and who have been assaulted as kids or molested as as kids, and they deserve a space to do so as well. And so not only are we talking to our little boys about this but we're telling our little girls to keep their hands to themselves as well absolutely you know it goes it goes it's just a general a general consensus if you don't have consent don't do it i don't care who you are right who you are whatsoever so um and i know that didn't get as much spotlight as we did about women be and 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 i get that especially because it is it is my personal duty 
to stand up for black women and the gaps for young black girls too. And I'm not saying I don't care about the men, but as, as a woman, I, I know what it feels like to be overlooked and forgotten. And so I'm picking up that charge. And I also too, I thought about this for a while and I thought about doing it on social media, but I'll do it here. But I personally want to apologize to anybody I know that has been assaulted, anybody, any friend of mine who I've sat with and you've confided in me, that I still continue to listen to a man and, and, and highlight somebody and sleep under the, highlight somebody also while sleeping under the rug, victims, countless victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to let you know that I apologize for that because in the same way that I supported you, I should have supported them. Amen to that. Amen to that. And I think that will, um, and I hope it does, resonate with a lot of people. Because, at the, like, I mean, I think you said this earlier. Like, when we go without acknowledging things, you know, we're an accomplice to it. Um, so I, I, I do hope that that resonates with people because, I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's it is. an absolute hard pill to swallow. Um, and especially, you know, just as the conversations continue on and it's not going to, it's not going to let up anytime soon. It's really not. Um, so, yeah, that's all I, that's all I got. Anything else that you would like to add to this topic before we wrap up the show? Mm-mm. <laughs> no I'm praying for all y'all I'm praying for all the victims I'm praying for each victim not even just the survivors from R. Kelly but just people in general who have to relive the things that they've experienced and deal with it through this time and granted I understand we're bringing a lot of things to light but we're also bringing up a lot of people's pain mm-hmm. Um, and so if there's anything that you need from us any support you need you let us know Um, if you feel so inclined to or if you need help don't feel bad about seeking help uh, or want to talk to somebody um i kind of forgot what i was going to share just as a final note um men black men i i i don't this is not a platform to bash you i feel like we use we try to use this platform to educate um, hopefully to create some empathy. Um, so if you have questions on how to be an ally, how to be an advocate, please send them our way. And when I say our way, I feel like any woman that you are, that you feel like you are close to and that you feel comfortable enough with to have these conversations, heck, send them to Kiana and I, um, because we, we want to have the dialogue. I don't, I personally don't want this to be a one-sided conversation. So if you are looking for ways to be more of an advocate and an ally, but just haven't figured out how to yet, or if you're wondering if what you're doing is enough, um, if it's a start, whatever that may be, have that conversation. Start breaking down some of those barriers so that we can do that and we can better be there for each other so that we can just kind of understand some perspective. Because I do feel like there's some of that out there too where, um, you don't always know how to get started. I will say like in its simplest form, the next time you see a woman get snatched up by a man, start there. <laughs> like, 
lay hands on that man, <laughs> not her. Um, if we talking, you know, just in simple forms, but like, if you really have questions about it and you really want to have a conversation about it, I'm sure that there are plenty of people, men and women that are willing to have that conversation. And so sometimes you really just have to, you know, just take that first step. And and sometimes you have to open the door because like Kiana said, there are people out there that are, um, experiencing and re-experiencing the hurt and the pain. And so, that can be touchy too. Cause it's like, I don't know who I can have this conversation with, but when it's coming from a genuine and earnest place, um, I, I believe that that is at least for my, I'll speak for myself, that that is always welcomed. Uh, uh, I speak for me and I tell you, ask me if I feel like talking to you about it and then we can proceed depending on how I feel. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the start. <laughs> that's the start. Like if you want to have a genuine, like, like understanding. I don't I don't want to get I don't I don't want to get bashed with your male privilege perspective. That's that's not what I'm talking about. But if you want to like truly create a conversation and a dialogue and gather some understanding and empathy and just learning how to or figuring out how to better stand up and protect black women, I'm willing to have that conversation. Now, if you just want to go back and forth with me while you don't want to give up R. Kelly's music, you can miss me with that. Okay? <laughs> don't bring that here. I will, I will politely excuse you on. So, all right. That wraps up episode, the heavy episode 37 can't wait to see what uh Kiana's gonna title this one yeah here we go yeah we gotta we gotta (laughs) I mean we we started out pretty light for the year I mean we I feel like we got kind of deep on episode 36 with Marco but like it was light and it was encouraging and motivating um but we had to come at y'all's next (laughs) this week so we we gonna figure out something to light it up on episode 38 all right moving on wow okay so we're gonna go a little longer today Moving on to brunch spots. Tips. Brunch spots. Tips. Just joking. Tips. <laughs> <laughs> Kiana, who are you tipping this week? My tip, I am going to give a 70% tip to somebody by the name of Sable B. Um, Sable B is the founder of Real Brown Girls, um, and the RBG Foundation. And so what this is, is that it strives to educate young black queens with necessary knowledge to obtain successful careers. Um, and they also touch on financial, um, sorry. And it's also a financial career organization, but there's a nonprofit that's committed to supplying scholarships, opportunities for young girls of color, desiring career readiness opportunities. So I wanted to give Sable B a 70% tip on this episode for creating the real, the real brown girls and also the foundation that sponsors the scholarships. Um, all right. Shout out to Sable B. Hey, girl. I am going to... I was really kind of debating um, who my tip was going to go to. You know what? I just decided to switch it up real quick. So I'm going to give um, my first tip because 
We like to shell out a couple sometimes. I'm going to give out my first tip to uh, my homegirl, Martina. She had posted something towards the end of the year about, I'm pretty sure people have seen, like, where you write a note each day, like a positive thing that happened each day um, or each week or something like that and put it in the jar. And then you can read it at the end of the year. Just look at how far you've come. Look at all the positive things that have happened in 2019. So shout out to Martina because she posted that. Um, and then she sent out like a reminder message of, you know, just making sure you're on top of it. And I just really appreciated that because that was one of my things for last year was that I had a lot of good things that happened to me last year, but I would kind of forget them sometimes. And not that they weren't like big enough to remember, but I think I would get caught up in the everyday mush sometimes where, I just forgot to acknowledge those things. Like, you know, you have come a long way. So I appreciated her for putting out that, putting that out there and um, holding me accountable to, to that. Um, I'm clearly going to have to lay it down and put down the bottle of wine after this because I'm stumbling over all my words. Um, but holding me accountable to that for 2019. So Martina gets a 50% tip and then... The second tip is going to go to the yoga instructor, Heather, for getting me all the way back together in my piece today. (laughs) Um, If I can figure out her Instagram names, if she has any of that, I will shout her out and put um, put her on the social media for anybody in Columbus looking for a yoga instructor. But I really appreciated her just kind of just knowing the needs of the group today and where we were at. And focusing on those and getting us into a good space so that we can do our best work. So shout out to Heather. She gets a 50% tip also. Whoop, whoop. All right. For real this time, brunch spots. Who's getting my brunch tip? Did I do Old Lady Gang yet? I can't remember. Did I? I kind of don't think so officially of the Mark- well, marco's episode you know on marco's episode you did um papado you said they had oh well then i'll do old lady gang um i ventured to atlanta and took advantage of the old lady gang that is actually a restaurant by candy burris and todd from atlanta housewives and um her three three aunts and mom oh yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. um but yeah i went there for brunch y'all the food slapped okay it was so good i got of course the shrimp and grits um but they have so many different starters that you can get in their starters are like full plate sizes so i was hopping around a different plates at my table so i tried the ribs their um spare ribs also um had the salmon and that was oh my gosh it was absolutely amazing. So the one thing that I did regret at the old lady gang was that y'all, they had these chicken wings and I knew I kind of wanted the, the French toast and chicken wings, but it wasn't until it was, it was confirmed when they brought out the chicken wings and what confirmed it was, is a whole wing, right? Cause I hate, I don't really like wing days. When I want wings, I want a full wing. wing. (laughs) Y'all, they brought out the full wing and you know, like right where like the actual wing is, Every part of the every part of that chicken wing was crispy <laughs> and crunchy, and I you could see it like you didn't even have to bite into. You can look at it and was like they fried this. 
to perfection. And I don't eat a lot of fried chicken anymore, so... I really regret that, but when I, I'm going back and I look forward to going back because listen, that, those shrimp and grits were everything. Okay. So shout out to the old lady gang. It was everything. And then some, I will be back. Thanks for featuring us on y'all page too. Yes. We appreciate the love. What's up, old lady gang? Candy, come holla at us. I'm trying to, well, I can't make no music, but I'm trying to make some type of money with you. <laughs> We on that same Because she's the hustle. candy's the go getter, okay? She is. Go get a check. Tied okay, to Okay, well, that um that's gonna be a brunch spot for the both of us because as much as I would like to pull something out, I don't have one. I ate enough um, food for the both of us, Courtney. Good, good, thank you. That's not my um, proudest moment. <laughs> don't be shamed uh-uh, don't oh be shamed. i'm not i work out faithfully no i ain't no listen i do it for a reason now um but if you're in columbus i i don't know if i said this on the last episode or not but if you're in columbus please give me hip to some new brunch spots i feel like i have run through them all i i will go ahead and put a post out maybe um closer to the end of the week i say that knowing that we're recording a week ahead. Sorry, guys. But I'm going to put a post out on social media requesting some brunch spots in Columbus because I need something new. I need you to can always new. brunch at House of Japan. And so on that note, okay. um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. No one ever Ke- respects me and the things that I want to do. <laughs> and Keanu's going to give us our social media because no, I don't want that House of Japan. That ain't brunch. It's just overall this deliciousness. Um, so if you're looking for us on Instagram, you can find us at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. If you're looking for us on Facebook, we have a bitches love brunch page and it is called bitches love brunch. Um, whatever platforms that you're listening to right now, I mean, right now, pull out your phone, subscribe. (laughs) Thank you. Pull out your phone, follow us. And if you like what we were talking about, and even if you didn't like what we were talking about, we don't really care to hear that, but we still need it. Um, (laughs) Leave some comments, rate us and review us, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and pass it along. And last but not least, where y'all brunching at? You know, I see a lot of people brunching, a lot of my friends brunching, and nobody is using the hashtag bitches love brunch. So at us, and we will repost y'all and feature us as our brunch features on the weekends. Yes. All right, y'all. Thanks it's for been real. To episode thirty-seven. One love. Right. It's <laughs> too much. Gianna. It's too much. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Sound Ears Media. Sound Ears Media is a multimedia production company based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Sound Ears provides its listeners with weekly curated playlists containing wide-ranging musical selections from the newest release hits to some of the greatest nostalgic classics in music. And Kiana and I are super excited about this new partnership as Bitches Love Brunch will have its own weekly curated playlist. So anyone looking for personal playlists to fit your unique vibe, DM them on IG at Sound Ears or on Twitter at Sound Ears underscore Or you can shoot them an email at soundearsmedia at gmail.com.